0: radioinfluence.com all right all right ah uh, flavor flavor Tell your neighbors, Ian Beckles, with flavor in your ear? <clears throat> Wake up, sports, music, and fashion. Best of podcasting. What's going on now and what's soon to happen? Be sure to stick around, no fast forward or skipping. Dropping jewels, you don't want to miss them. Make sure you listen. Ian Beckles, with the flavor in your ear? The voice of the people's here. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to Flavor In Your Ear. This is a podcast where we talk a little politics, talk a little pop culture. Uh, sprinkling a little bit of sports and there was some uh, big things going on in my camp this week Uh, we made a big announcement yesterday on 620 WDAE that I'm returning and uh, doing the Ron and Ian show a very popular show that we had for 12 years Uh, I stepped away from it for business reasons. It had nothing to do personally with Ron Diaz. We've always been fine. We've always had a great business relationship, and I think we've always put out a wonderful product. So, uh, iHeart Approach Me, and um, we'll be doing the Ron and Ian show from now on, a Monday through Friday, starting November 26th um, from 3 to 7. So, we'll be in drive time, uh, we'll be on iHeartRadio and all the different uh, different ways to get it through apps. And obviously, 620 WDAE and 95.3 FM as well. So for those of you who say, I don't do AM, well, it's FM as well, 95.3. So starting November 26th, I hope you guys all tune in to uh, listen to that. Now, there's a lot of things going on in our world that we have to touch on. Those, those California fires, to me... Um, I, I, for somebody to say they're scared of fire, I, I just don't think that's necessary. I don't think I don't think anybody can say they're not scared of fire. Fire is a scary thing. It's like saying you're not scared of death. Everybody's scared of death, but fire is. You're supposed to be scared of fire. The videos that I'm watching. Uh, obviously, from the videos that are taking care, like you know, whole football fields going in two, three seconds, you know with the Santa Ana winds and all those kind of things going on, those are crazy videos but the the homemade videos that people are doing from their cars are terrifying I mean when you 're trying to drive out of something and you turn a corner and all you see is mayhem on both sides of the street. I don't know what that feeling is going to be. I don't know what that's going to feel like. And you got to feel. You got to figure the car feels like it's on fire itself. Um, that's. I think it's a number is fifty eight people dead. There's going to be substantially more than that when they find them. Um, that ain't the way to go, man. That is not the way to go. So they had one young lady that uh, was talking to her husband, and the husband said, "Don't go out in the car. Get out and run." So she gets out of her car and starts running. I don't know where you'd possibly go. And then ashes hit her in the eye so she couldn't see anymore. And then she finally ran into a a, a truck and she felt the truck and it was a fire truck. And she realized that there was firemen inside. She got brought into the truck and they're all in there for inevitable death. And all of a sudden a bulldozer comes through and plows open a big old path and they end up getting away. So that's a success story, but there's a lot of people that died. You got to figure they went out. The wrong way. So um, you got to feel for everybody what they're going through in California, and there's whole, um, you know, communities that are going down in, in a in, in just just like a split second, they're gone. Um, and of course, uh, our beloved president, who has more common sense uh, than nobody, says it's basically the forest system and forest management. So Trump blames forest management, has nothing to do with global warming, because if if you see Trump's patterns, he can't be wrong, first of all. So if he says it's not global warming, it can't be. Forget that six of the 10 most destructive fires have occurred since 2015. That's quite a trend, isn't it? Considering it's 2018. So in the last four years, six out of 10 most destructive fires of all time have happened. I think that is probably a trend, I would say, and some. So once again, you hate to see anybody going through that and the people of California going through a tough time. That is for sure. As we've seen lately, it seems like there's different shootings every single week and um, hate crimes are up 17% and hate crimes can be due to ethnicity, race, religion, a lot of different things. Um, In, in two thousand 17, there were 7,200 hate crimes. Uh, I think they said a fifth of it was due to religion, three-fifths of it were due to race or ethnicity, and that's a big number. A f- hate crimes are up 17%. Now, I know people want to say that it's not somebody's fault, but you've you got to be blind to see that hateful people have been empowered in the last couple of years. If you don't see that, you're not trying to see it. Hateful people have been empowered in the last couple of years. There's too many situations where I'm seeing the senator from Senator Cindy Hyde Smith from Mississippi um, was quoted or she was taped saying, if he invited me to a public hanging, I'd be in the front row. Now public hangings were of black people, okay? Um, If you think that's not offensive, then I think you're offensive. And for her to come back and not apologize for it is a funny place to be in our world. Our world's in a funny place. Everybody just thinks they can say whatever the hell they want to say, and I think that's a bad place to be. When they have all the students in Cypress Ranch High School, which is in Cypress, Texas, giving the Nazi salute... It's an all-white school, and during the class pictures, they all gave the Nazis salute. Then I got to watch the news and watch the, the media explain why they're doing it. Oh, well, it wasn't really everybody. It was one guy that orchestrated it. So if you're in a group of people and say, hey, let's do the Nazi salute, you're going to say yes? I hope not. So people just seem to be empowered now and just figures that they don't have to hide their feelings anymore and I'm the kind of person where I, I, I don't like people that hide their feelings rather you come out and say what you are but I find it to be very scary that at this day and age in you know 2018 with the culture that we have in our world right now and everybody's so damn sensitive that There's still people that that defend every single move that people make in this country. There's justifications for everything anybody does in this country, including our president. Every single thing he does, like I'm I'm sitting here watching these, you know, whether it be CNN or Fox News or MSNBC, and everybody's justifying everything that our president does. That's a problem it's a problem when everything is okay everything is not okay it's not all, our country's not all right and if you keep on saying everything he does is okay well then that's a problem instead of saying man I really um, I really feel for the people in California what they're going through they're going through a tough time uh, he has to he has to blame force management and the money who gives a shit about that when people are suffering and people are losing their communities? What about some empathy? What about some compassion? And there's just there's no moral values to anybody anymore, there really isn't. And when you look at the way that government is built, I was watching TMZ the other day, and after the election, who by the way, um, your president is pissed and they say he is cussing everybody out, there's gonna be more people fired, there's been other people fired. You know, Melania Trump comes out and says, this aide needs to be fired, and she gets fired the next day. By the way, that's never happened in politics to where the first lady fires somebody. And that's what happened, by the way. So there's so many things happening for the first time in politics, and that's not a good thing. They're not. They're not good things that are happening. So Melania Trump, Get somebody fired. So I'm looking at TMZ and they showed um, the Republican House, okay, all the Republicans. And I, I don't know what the number was, you know, 20 something, or I don't know what the number was, but there was all middle aged to old white men and one woman, one at the end, one. There was nobody brown, nobody any other color but white. And then they showed the Democrats, half women, half men. Black men, black women, Asian people, Native Americans, homosexuals. I'm like, good, there you go. That's our world, not that other side, okay? And this is not politics because I'm not Republican or Democrat, but I'm definitely not Republican if it looks like that because they don't care about me. I want to go to the side that has a little diversity, So I'm happy that, you know, the Democrats got at least a house to where Donald Trump can do what the hell he wants to do because that's not good for anybody. I hope everybody knows that because he's going batshit crazy right now doing as he pleases and he doesn't like anybody to tell him anything. I'm telling you, and I said this a long time ago, this is going to turn out really, really bad, okay, because Donald Trump never really you know, brought his Republican people together to make decisions. You think he's going to talk to Nancy Pelosi or Ruth Gainsburg or any of these people? You think he's going to talk to any of them about anything bipartisan? He doesn't want to talk to anybody, okay? You think Maxine Waters is going to sit in a room with Donald Trump and they're going to figure something out? It's a problem right now. And I always said that um, Donald Trump is going to get reelected in 2020. And by the way, uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, ridiculous mug came out and said that she was going to run again in 2020. Please, please, Lord, no. Please, anybody but. You're the only person he could beat. Stop it. I can't look at her mug no more. I don't care what she has to say. I mean, I, once if it's Trump and Hillary, once again, I ain't vote for neither one of them clowns. They're both ass clowns that don't really care about our country. Hillary, did. Hillary's nasty in a different way than Trump's nasty, but they're both nasty. Neither one of them. And I always thought that Trump was going to get reelected in 2020. I don't think it's going to happen anymore. I think both sides are seeing his craziness. And 16%... Of Republicans don't want Trump to be reelected. That's a big number. If he loses 16%, he has no way uh, of winning. And I don't believe any Democrats are falling into, you know, falling over to that side. That is for sure. But, you know, with this election that just went through, and we're looking at how flawed our voting system is. And God, we're we're supposed to be the best country in the world, but we can't figure out how to count votes. And both sides now—I'm not blaming one side. Both sides, if you lose, you're bitching, fraud, fraud. Our, and, our, and Donald Trump came out and said, "Oh well, the ones that we lost, uh, voters are uh, voting twice. I mean, they're they're putting on disguises and they're voting twice." Donald Trump gets his facts from I, I, I don't I, I don't know where. I think the National Enquirer, I'm not sure where he gets his facts from. So you think that people dressing up in disguises and voting twice swayed elections? You really believe that? Come on, you gotta be smarter than that. You have to be smarter than that. And in 2016, the last election. There was four cases of voter fraud that were, were were caught, four, and they all voted for Trump. And he's claiming that fraud is the reason why he lost. And if you remember back to when the election was going on, Donald Trump said before the election was over, uh, th- this election has been tampered with. If I lose, then it's not, you know, it's, then it's not fair. So when he won, then he's like, oh, no, no, nothing, no, nothing, nothing happened. It was perfect. It was on the up and up. So unfortunately for donald trump i'm watching the whole thing i'm watching the whole thing, and the whole thing is starting to stink now Michael avenatti, who is the um you know the the uh lawyer for one stormy daniels uh was arrested for domestic violence now everybody's piling on him, which is fair and unfair uh he's been a very a uh, polarizing figure in the last little bit, and he was talking about him running for president. Now, you, it, the American way should be to look at everybody in the same situation the same way. It should be. It doesn't work that way, because people that like Michael Avenatti are going to say, oh, let's wait till when it comes out and let's wait till it comes out and then we'll just, you know, just decide then. And people that hate him say, hey, I told you. And hey, how dare he accuse Donald Trump of something when he did this? They're two totally different things. And I'm hearing people say that, well, he's just like Donald Trump. He's innocent until proven guilty. Donald Trump paid off strippers and whores. That's not the same as being accused of domestic violence. It's not the same. I'm not saying Michael Avenatti didn't do it. And if that scumbag did it, then he needs to go down. I don't know him from Adam. But I do know that in all these domestic abuse situations, we should all step back and wait for the evidence. And that's not what happens, unfortunately. So let's wait and see what happens with all that. So he has still not figured out What's happening in the election in Florida? Um, Florida is a red-headed stepchild of the United States of America. We're a laughingstock. Um, I love Florida to death. I love here. I'm not ever leaving, but I know people elsewhere are looking at us like, these guys are clowns. And um, it, it's, it always seems to be Florida. And when you're seeing, they're finding trucks in Hillsborough County with ballots from Broward County, it makes you not want to trust anybody, and both sides should be ashamed of themselves. They really should. Both sides should be ashamed of themselves because both sides are cheating. Which side? Whichever side cheats the best. And I, I don't. I think there's cheating all the time. You got to figure. as somebody's working, you know, with the ballots. Everybody has a side. You can't trust anybody. You don't know who's messing with these ballots. You don't know who's counting the ballots. You have no idea. And if you leave it up to just an American, whether they keep the ballot or throw the ballot away, if you're a Republican and you look at a ballot that's Democrat and you're like, should I throw it away or not? You're going to throw it away and vice versa. So who do you trust now? I don't know if you could trust anybody. We, I, we, we just can't trust ourselves, and we can't get out of our own damn way, and it's very, very unfortunate. Now, we'd be remiss to not talk about our beloved Buccaneers who um, up in that one-buck place, I think it's dead man walking. Uh, it's to the point now where I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, we have a 35-year-old quarterback that's lost four straight games um, who won't be the, the future of our team. and I think it's to a point now where Dirk Cutter and Jason Light uh, are doing some things on a personal basis especially with Jameis Winston because listen, I-, I don't know if I'm a Jameis Winston fan or not I don't know if I, whether I want Jameis Winston to be our quarterback or not, but at this point Jameis Winston needs to be in a football game period, and it doesn't matter whether you think Fitzpatrick is better, it's just a better thing for their product if Jameis Winston is in there Okay, in the future you have to figure out where Jameis Winston's a guy, or somebody else needs to figure out whether Jameis Winston's a guy, and you can't do it while he's on the bench. The Buccaneers head to New York, and they they, head, they play against a football team that's not very good, but I don't think the Bucs match up very well against this Giants team. I really don't. Saquon Barkley, the running back, if you've not watched him play yet, uh, is a beast. I don't know how long he's going to last, but... Right now, he's a beast, and he's a matchup tr- problem. With Quan Alexander out and Levante David out, which is you know, our best cover linebackers, i uh, look for Saquon Barkley to go off. And the Giants have a very porous offensive line. I think they've given up the most sack. And, and if, you, if you touch Eli Manning with your pinky, he's going down. Okay, So if we can get anybody around Eli Manning for the game, we'll win. JPP is going to go off. That's just usually the way it happens. You're going to go play against guys that you practiced against last year. He's going to talk mad trash out there, and he's going to be as inspired as hell to go against his old football team in that stadium. I'm sure the fans are going to give JPP love at the beginning, and hopefully they hate his guts by the end of that game. So, you know, our beloved Buccaneers need to figure some things out because I've been in locker rooms where – I've been three and six or worse, and it's just not a good place to exist. And everybody starts pointing fingers at each other, and I think that's what's happening at one buck place because Dirt Cutter clearly doesn't have any answers. And when you tell the masses, when you tell your players that you don't have answers, and they're looking at you like you got to be kidding me, that's just not a good place to be. So keep an eye on what happens this Sunday in New York because if they don't represent, they don't figure out a way to, to beat an you know an undermanned New York Giants team. Then it's probably time for it to, to change. And usually, changing regimes in the middle of the season is not—it's just not an easy thing because now you have the you know the Glazers making decisions. Where, you know, I don't know if they keep Jason Light or not, but. It's just it's a bad place for our organization and we're gonna have to clean house again next year and as a Buccaneer fan I just think it's it's old. It's getting very, very old. Now once again, I'm letting everybody know that as of November 26th, I'll be on 620 WDAE and 95.3 FM, 3 to 7 with Ron Diaz, Ron and Ian 2.0. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. We don't only talk sports, we talk a little pop culture. We like to talk about the young ladies and some food and some different things. So um, it's not just that dry toast sports radio talk because that gets a little bit old every once in a while. I we'll have other podcasts if you guys are love the football talk uh, In the Trenches comes out on Monday. Uh, we got some wonderful numbers for that. We got a cannabis podcast on Wednesday and uh, and we have this one as well. So uh, I appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, one love to Stan Lee who passed as well at 95. He had a wonderful life and seemed like uh, a dude I wanted to hang out with. So I wanted to get that in before we left. Um, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com if you guys have any emails. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy this weather because it's absolutely beautiful outside and uh, eat eat something delicious this weekend. You deserve it. Peace out. Uh, flavor, flavor. To keep the flavor. conversation going Follow <laughs> Ian on Twitter At Ian Beckles And check out DignitaryRadio.com To get the latest on where you can find him next This has been Ian Beckles flavor in your ear on Radio Influence the flavor in your ear The voice of the people's ear that flavor In your ear Bringing that flavor this is a duffified live with chef brian duffy quick fix on radio influence hey everybody do me a favor real quick get ready to listen to executive chef of the gordon ramsay steak in atlantic city chef george ann leeming i mean i know chops was was a pretty big deal i mean you you had gone out and you you crushed it first first time through you know, I mean, what is that? I'm not a competition guy. So I always, whenever I talk to people who do competition stuff, I always really want to know. I want to know the ins and outs of it. I mean, what are you, what is your, what What are they giving you when you first walk in? Hey, here's your jacket, here's your apron, and here's your station. What else are they giving you prior to, prior to the cameras going live? They, Well, first of all, the, the, The call was for 6.30 in the morning um, in New York. You know, it's taped at Chelsea Market. Right. And so they give you uniforms. They give you a quick little rundown. I'm like, okay, well, you know, if you're the first person that gets cut, you know, expect to be done at this time. You know, if you're the next person to be cut, so give you a quick little rundown of time. Take your cell phone. They take all your personal items. You can just keep whatever you need, like, you know, make up the, you know, dab off the, uh, glistening for the cameras. And then they do give you a a quick walkthrough of the kitchen and the little pantry. Um, but once again, it's, it's not your normal space. So even as much as they showed you, you it's hard to absorb that for, so, and they give you a rundown and then, Honestly, you just They just jump you right in then, you know? You just start, okay, we're going to start the first round and, and then just jump right in. Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.